Hello and welcome into the Queen City Soccer Show. I'm your host, Cole Godfrey. Today is Monday, March the 7th, the Monday after the inaugural home match for Charlotte FC. Today's episode, we're just going to be diving into the game, diving into the atmosphere, uh, my takes, and just kind of what I noticed, and then breaking down the game from the first whistle to the last whistle. All right, guys, let's get it. All right, guys, yeah, welcome in. Uh, Man, what a weekend. Uh, Just an absolute dream of a weekend, aside from the result, obviously. But, I mean, this is, like I said last week, this is what everyone's been working towards. There's been so many people behind the scenes pulling the strings, and, man, they pulled it off. Uh, Charlotte was the mecca of world football or soccer this past weekend. Um, It was – it was incredible to see. Um, I wrote a little article that I posted on Twitter uh, just talking about my experience and how kind of how my emotions went throughout and kind of what I compare it to. So I'll kind of save y'all on that as far as the podcast goes. If y'all don't mind, just going and checking out that article. Let me know what you think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it It was absolutely electric from uh, the moment we pulled in to Charlotte. And we got out and we kind of – me and my fiance, she uh, – Again, my fiance has never been to a soccer game. She's never, she was not a soccer fan at all. Never really thought about it until we met. Uh, and she had a the time of her life. Um, she's telling everybody about it, telling her dad about it, about how they broke the record for the attendance, and just talking. About it. And she's, I mean, she's excited to go back here in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's we got there, and we the only thing that was kind of frustrating for not just for the the supporters lot but just in general there was very little porta johns or bathrooms anywhere so we parked got out and had to hunt down a bathroom and then we went to the tailgate lot over where the mint city collective and all the other supporter groups were uh and just just immerse ourselves in the atmosphere got to got to just chat with a few people that and put some uh names and faces together and i had a good time um we kind of jetted off from before the march. Uh, we wanted to kind of go to the team store. She wanted to buy a couple of things, and so we kind of we didn't go for the march, but we did get into the stadium, got to the team store line, which was astronomical. Had to then go get beer to wait in the line. Um, but yeah, the the line was insane for the team store, which I did just see something on Twitter not too long ago that uh, that it was it broke records as far as merchandise and venue sales so um kudos to them i mean it it sure as hell seemed like it to me i mean there was there was a sea of the carolina blue jerseys and there was a sea of the minted black jerseys um i mean and didn't just like i said the line was we probably waited in 45 minutes to yeah probably about 45 minutes to get into the store once we got in the store uh got her a couple things got me went ahead and got me a scar for the inaugural game and yeah we went and Went and got amongst it and sat in our seats. Uh, I mean, the atmosphere in the stadium pregame was just fantastic. Like I said, I, you know, it's I, I come from a background of uh, SEC college football, and regardless your takes on SEC college football, the one thing you can't take away is the atmospheres at the stadiums and at the games and game days, and it it, it rivaled the best ones I've been to. I mean, it, it, that's that's the honest to god truth, and I think that uh. Obviously, you know, it's 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 not going to be this every week. Um, I think 
if I'm correct, in a couple of weeks. It's just the lower bowl that's open. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I think that you, uh, you put a good product on the field that having the upper deck always open is a realistic possibility with this team. Maybe not every, every weekend, week out, week out, but definitely for, for, you know, big games and stuff like that. And, but you got to have the, the product on the field to do it. Everybody knows that, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's about winning. Uh, the fun's in the winning. Um, don't get me twisted. The fun was in the atmosphere. This was the, this is a completely different ball game. This was, you know, this was seeing, seeing things come to fruition, seeing, you know, our boys out there giving it their all and just screaming for them. And that's what, you know, that's what, I, that's what we did for 90 minutes. Um, and the national anthem, you know, the mic cut out, and obviously it's very viral now. It's all over. But I mean, that was that was goose, a goosebumps moment for me, and I'm pretty sure for everybody that was in attendance, um, there was a couple of people beside me that were not uh, from the United States; they're from Honduras, and man, they sat right there, and sang that national anthem just along with everybody else. So it's pretty cool to see. And like I said, the just being in there, that was an incredible moment for, and that probably bonded. Everybody that was in attendance there together, um, which was which is just awesome to see. But yeah, uh, obviously the pre, like I said, the pregame, the light show was phenomenal, unexpected. I had no idea. Maybe I just missed the memo, memo, or they kept it under wraps. I don't know. I had no damn clue, and it was it was really dope. And uh, yeah, and then obviously kickoff. Um, it, it, this game did not go our way. I mean, obviously you got six weeks that you've been. You know that you you to try to form together a unit and and you know the style of play that uh, Ramirez likes to play, which is you know playing out of the back. And you know honestly, I don't think we looked too bad coming out of the back. The problem for me was we just did not look creative or inspiring up front whatsoever. Um, you know, I I wrote I mean I wrote down notes. I went back and watched the game when I got back home just to see the atmosphere from the TV side, which was, again, phenomenal. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, the first 10, 15 minutes were kind of edgy. Uh, both, both, you know, both teams finding their foot, their feet, their footing. And, you know, there, there was a couple of minutes. Uh, in the eighth minute, Reina had a header that went straight down, ended up being offsides, but uh, got the crowd uh, rocking. And then in the in the 12th minute, Reina was taken down and caught offside. And then he, to me, he he did not look off, um, but you know I, it was never checked or anything. But it was it was a, it would have been a clear chance. Um, and then honestly, I, man, after about the the twelfth thirteenth minute, it, it it switched and it went LA Galaxy. They you know they were creating all the chances. Um, they were I mean it was the good news is you defended very very well. Um, you know. I think what was it? At halftime, you were outshot fifteen to one. Uh, you know, possession was fifty fifty at the end of the game, which that's fine. But if you ain't going forward and you're not going, you know, you're not creating those chances, and you know, it, it's it's going to be a work in progress. We we all knew this. We all know knew what we were getting into and what it's going to take time. It just is. Um, th these players, honestly, realistically, the way I look at it. I'm not going to judge really much of anything other than after about the, the first month of the season. After the, about the first month of the season, I'm going to really start kind of critiquing a little bit more and kind of seeing what 
you know, and see what patterns have, have occurred from the beginning that are negative or positive. Um, but I mean, honestly, some of the players to me that stood out, um, Jalen Lindsay played his ass off. Uh, Jalen, uh, the, the guy, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte guy grew up going to Panthers games. He played his ass off. Uh, he defended extremely well. Um, he was even going up front. He was up in an attack a couple of times, making good moves. Uh, had a had a good couple balls into the box that obviously nobody got a hold of. But uh, he he looked lively. I mean, I thought he played very well. Um, Christian Fuchs, obviously, he's going to be Christian Fuchs. He he played phenomenal. Um, honestly, he to me he could get the he could go for two weeks in a row of getting the uh, crown of the day for the man of the match award and. Yeah, I mean they both they both played very very well. Uh, I want to kind of dive into uh, Kalina, man. Kalina, you hero. I mean, Knight, the guy. He he played a hell of a game. Um, I was talking to the one of the guys beside me, and they were talking about how it reminded them of Tim Howard in the 2014 World Cup against Belgium. I don't think it was was that <laughs> was that extreme, but he was doing his best impression for sure. He he had some great saves, um, obviously on on the goal. I mean, Ephra, he banged it. I mean, sometimes there's just there's just there's just stuff you're not going to save, no matter who the keeper is. And um, but yeah, Kalina played an excellent game. I thought he looked very good coming out of the back, playing from the back. I think he looked comfortable, uh, more comfortable than he did last week. He made a, a couple of great great saves. Um, one the one the one that comes to mind to me that sticks out is. The one where he was laying down and had to kind of parry it away to for a corner kick. Uh, he got big and did his job, and you know, and he had another good save um, early on in the game that where he, you know, where he had to kind of go top bends and, and save it, and he did a great job. And uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, Fuchs got a yellow card in the 36th minute. I mean, it was yellow. I mean, he he took the guy out, but. Uh, the oh the thirtieth minute we switched uh, to a four three two one, uh, you know I I don't know man Mora does, has there's been a lot of criticism on him uh, that I've seen on Twitter and Slack and <clears throat> rightfully so in my opinion I mean the guy he, he's he's just a ghost out there right now um, maybe you could bring in Adam Armor maybe you know I, I don't know what the answer is but the guy he he doesn't look inspired. Um, and I've also seen a lot of people kind of kind of bashing on Reyna. Uh, I think honestly, I think that may be a little unjust. Uh, Reyna also he had an interesting game for me. So he didn't. It, it obviously was not his best game, but it's it's almost like he has gears. And when he's in that first gear, it's like he it's like, it's almost like he's going through the motions. But then he hits that second gear. When he's in that second gear, definitely off the ball movement. He's dude. He's it's great. I mean, he 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 may, he gets away. He gets the uh, separation. He's you know he's very lively. It's just he let if a, if his first touch lets him down, it's almost like he just gives up. It's like he's very <clears throat> his demeanor, anyways, is is almost like he's he's very hit or miss. And you know he just didn't have a, he didn't have a great game. I mean, he had a few chance. He had, he looked good a few times for me off the ball. Definitely, he had a header in the eighth minute that went straight down. But like I talked about earlier. Um, but I mean, he—it wasn't his best game. But again, I think he gets a little too much flack. But he was, you know, he—it was that one. I can't remember what minute it was, but there was one play where, or one ball that was—I mean, well within his grasp to me. 
um, that was going that would have, you know, led to an attack. It was on the it was on in the final third, and it's like he just slowed up and he's just like, okay, and the ball just went out. And I was, I mean, I was, we were all kind of stunned by that, but yeah, I don't, I'm not real sure what the uh, what what the deal is. If maybe it almost to me it looks like he maybe sick or like have some type of like a cold or something like that. Like he just he can go for it and then he's just done. Um, we had a lot of tired legs out there. Uh, definitely at the end of the first half, man. At the end of the first half, it was a, it was a gauntlet. Um, and but the forty third minute, you had your first shot on goal. Uh, was Swiderski. I mean, it was a real clear chance. Uh, I mean, he <clears throat> he just shot it, happened to shot it, shoot it right at the goalkeeper. But I mean, it was the ball had movement, and it was your first shot on goal. Uh, in the and it came in the forty third minute, and then obviously. You were outshot fifteen to one at halftime, which is, you know, again, again, a lot. Of, I'm gonna preface this because a lot of this stuff, like I said earlier, is is to be expected. We just want to see the progression step by step. We want to see the progression of the team jail, the progression of the manager's mindset into the team, and and I think we will. I I really do. I have faith that we will. Um, I thought that. Uh, on corners, um, I, defensively anyway, I think on corners, we, we did a fantastic job defending corners. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's something they focus on in training. But, I mean, I mean, we looked really, really good defending corners. Um, so many, We had so many – Fuchs especially was phenomenal in the air. Um, in, the, in the 75th or in the 72nd minute, you made your first substitutions. Uh, Bender and Rios came on for Ortiz and Swiderski. And I was screaming probably about the – I would say about the 50th minute. I was – in my head, I was thinking, well, okay, we need to go ahead and do something. Um, the, the fans – I mean, obviously, like I said, the atmosphere was phenomenal. But you kind of got lulled um, after the first half and going into halftime and coming out the second half. You you kind of got into a lull. I thought that if you brought on Ben Bender, you know, a little earlier, you know, he he – both times he's come on the pitch for the, in the first two games, he's provided a spark. Uh, he's dude, he's he's tremendous off the ball. He put, I mean, he's hardworking. He's uh, te- technically he is really good. He 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 provides a spark uh, and creativity when you're and you know Charlotte was lacking that. So I was thinking about the 50th minute, try to bring somebody in, but you know I'm not the coach. 72nd minute, like I said, that's when him and Rios came on. Um, Ortiz didn't have. You know, a great game. Uh, he was kind of just there. Um, Swiderski, I thought, I thought he played well. You know, the type of striker, it's he's got to have service. If he's not getting service, I mean, what do you expect of the guy? You know, I mean, he and he wasn't getting the service. He had the one shot on goal that was right at the keeper, but you know, he's got to he's got to have service. Um, and so, you know, hopefully, as we get some players back and as we move and to the team trains and gets more cohesive, hopefully, we he can start getting some more service. Um, the 75th minute, Fuchs got pulled down in the box, and uh, his shot was saved. I mean, not to, that's probably the best chance of the game for Charlotte. It was um, – you know, there's a lot of kind of – if I've seen for both sides about whether or not it was or was not a penalty. Fuchs says it was a penalty. Um, I, it looked a little – I mean, I wouldn't have called it a penalty. I mean, he definitely had him at first, but I don't. He, you could see that he didn't pull – you know, Fuchs was already going to the ground to try to uh, to try to get into the goal. It just happened to be saved, uh, but it was the best opportunity of the game, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, obviously in the seventy seventh minute, you got you got stunned. It was a, a banger 
Ephra, I mean, phenomenal. It was a great, great strike. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, had some more substitutions in the 80th, 81st minute. More came off and for Gaines. And Gaines looked, Gaines looked lively. Um, his, his first touch let him down a few times, but he looked lively. Um, yeah, Sergio Ruiz for uh, Brent Bronico. And Bronico uh, had a solid game. I wouldn't say that was his best game. I wouldn't say it was his worst game. I think he was – I think he had a good game. He, he had a few good blocks. Um, he tracked back very well. Um, but, yeah, and Ruiz came on not – I mean, you know, not a whole lot from Ruiz. I mean, you come on, you got 10 minutes. But uh, in the in the 96th minute with the dying embers of the game – Rios had a uh, had a clear chance, a clear header uh, that you know came in, and it was man, I was uh, I thought that was it. I knew, I just knew as soon as they said six minutes to stoppage time, I knew that we had that. I, I told my fiance, I said, well, there, we had, we're going to get one chance. We just got to put it away, and that was the chance. And he just didn't connect well. I mean, he headed it down, did proper technique, just he just didn't connect well. Uh, to me, if he connects well, it's probably a one-one. You know, Bank of America goes absolutely ballistic, but it wasn't to be to the, uh, Saturday night. Um, it was a fun night. It was a great night. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think that. Uh, I think that we have something to look forward to, and I hope that people that came in attendance that were just there just because it was the first game and aren't really a hundred percent bought in on this club. I hope you buy in. Um, I mean, it, for the for the supporters who. We're looking forward to soccer and want to get more involved. I always plug Mint City Collective. I am a part of Mint City Collective, and the tailgate this past weekend was second to none I've ever seen. I used to spend a lot of time in the fraternity lots at uh, University of South Carolina in tailgating, and I'm going to just be honest, it was up there. They, they did a phenomenal job. Um, like I said, guys, we're going to have a uh, episode this week, this Friday. We'll be previewing – this week's derby against Atlanta United down in hot Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, and we'll talk more about that game on Friday and about Atlanta United and the rivalry, what this game means locally, what this game means nationally. Um, and then, yeah, just previewing it, what what to expect. Uh, and, yeah, and we got one last order of business, and that is the Crown of the Day Award. And that goes to Mr. Goalkeeper Kalina, Christian Kalina, man, he had, like I said earlier, had a fantastic game. Uh, he just went out there and balled out. I mean, he was a fortress. Uh, it just, you know, he got beat. He got beat on one, and Manuel Neuer probably not going to save that. David De Gea probably not going to save that. Hugo Lloris probably not going to save that. I don't think there's a goalkeeper in the world that would have saved that. It was just a phenomenal strike. You tip your cap, you move on about your business, you get ready to play Atlanta United, and you go down there and you try to steal three points. That's what you do. Um. Yeah, so we're uh, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it rocking. Um, we will. I'm not gonna be able to make it down to Atlanta this week, but because I will be on shift at the fire department. But I will be back in Charlotte next Saturday with the fiance, and I'm gonna go ahead and bring my son to his first match, and uh, hope get amongst it again, and uh, hopefully to get him cheer him on to watch him get their uh, first goal in Bank of America. Um, but, yeah, man, I appreciate the support, guys. Uh, finally reached 100 followers on Twitter. I celebrate all the small moments, whether it's 100 followers or 10,000 followers. I don't really care. It's really cool to see the community um, between the supporter groups and the media outlets. And it's just it's, it's fa- fantastic to see. I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And, you know, I, I met some great people at the uh, at the game. Can't wait to meet more of you guys. And, 
uh, yeah, I mean, we're like I said, we're going to have a podcast come out on Friday. Uh, follow me on Twitter at QCS Pod. Also, getting some merchandise drawn up, so keep a uh, lookout for that. And that will be dropping probably in the next week or so. Just going to get some shirts made up and a couple of hats. So get some sizes or get some uh, styles for you guys and see what y'all like. And yeah, I'm excited about the, I'm excited about the future guys. I, I you know, we're here, we're, we're here, we're doing it. I'm, I, it's still surreal to me, but with that being said, that's going to be it for me uh, for the crown. Let's go boys in blue. We'll see y'all next time.